Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, I'm Eric Eastup. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Scott, how are you this fine afternoon? Well, it's funny that you ask, because uh, we were just talking off the air about saying too much and talking too much. And it's like, you know what? I just want to like clamp down and not say more than I know here. So there you go. <laughs> so I hope you have a really nice time doing this podcast by yourself, Eric. <laughs> Such a ridiculous answer to how are you today? <laughs> I'm not going to say too much. <laughs> That's right. It just was like, ah. Oh. Anyway, I, I had a, an experience earlier this week that kind of set me off about that, I guess. And mm. so I just, um, and then when I think, okay, I'm, I'm podcasting, I'm recording this conversation for posterity, and I'm going to say too much. And as soon as I say too much, it's recorded, and then I can't unsay it. Wow. Being wise. There you go. Well, who knows? I mean, last <laughs> time <laughs> last time I said some dumb stuff. So there you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I'm not going to say any dumb stuff this time. How's that? It's a resolution, folks. Here we go. <laughs> Eric's going to try, try. I'm going to try and get him to say something dumb. That's, yeah, that's that, could, that could happen. <laughs> that could happen. Oh, well, if you don't want to tell me how your day is, that's fine. My day is fine. Um, I'm looking forward to a race I'm running this weekend, um, and I hope, I hope I can run as fast as I intend to run. Wow. But, but my legs are, I don't know if we're injured yet, but it doesn't feel good, so we'll see what happens. Mm. So well, I hope it, hope it goes okay, and um, I will promise you that I am, I am one to wish you not to be injured, <laughs> not your legs not to hurt. That's, Thank you. I've spent years with that, so. I well, I, I appreciate that. Well, we are going to talk about um, a different kind of race that uh, that many of us are involved in. I, in particular, with four young boys, I am involved in the race of parenting and, and hope to cross the finish line uh, successfully many, many years from now. Um, but this podcast, we're always talking about politics, and I think it'd be helpful to think about uh, politics within the context of family and mm. what does that look like? Um, and I know, and you probably have examples as well, Scott, that a lot of families in general can't talk about politics at all. Well, yeah, it's a, I mean, so just to be a little, put a little finer point on, we're not just talking about politics and parenting. We're talking sure. about politics and disciple making sure. and parenting. So how do, how do we talk about politics in our families in a way that raises up uh, disciples? So, mm -hmm. and, and you're right. Uh, Part of the proof that that hasn't happened is that generations can't talk to one another about politics. Mm -hmm. and, and I see that in, you know, really close to home. I see it in church. I see it throughout every single, really, every single pastor I talk to, I would say, has some kind of instance of families in their church being unable to talk about politics. Mm -hmm. So that's very common. Uh, and that's, that's uh, you know, if you were to take a, a gauge on it, that would be a lagging indicator that, right. yeah, we've not had healthy conversations about politics in our family. 
uh, a leading indicator is probably more what you have in mind, where mm-hmm. you've got young boys, and uh, how are and, and you ran for office, and so how are you going to have conversations with them right. about what it means to be a follower of Jesus and what it means to be interested or engaged in mm-hmm. politics? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there's that's a leading conversation. That's probably more constructive than somehow trying to untangle the lagging sure conversations yeah that we're, this conversation will be more about uh if we, if we're in a place where we can anticipate in the future when we'll have older kids and hopefully as um maybe grandparent age and now i can talk with my kids who are raising their kids and, and the hope would be that okay we've we've developed this and discipled this to such a degree that um this works out and we can actually talk to each other about politics uh, so I am in the very beginning stages of that, and my hope is I can use some of my. I, I'm I don't I'm not going to say I have this figured out or any of the keys or anything like that, but here's some things I've thought about as I have four little boys at home and thinking about okay, right now whether I know it or not, I am politically discipling them. Um, I'm discipling them as well, but I've not always thought about it as the way I think about politics and live in the world is discipling them to think about politics a particular way or react to my way of doing it and do something opposite. Well, see, I, I think that's really an important observation. We've made that observation, at least we've tried to make it explicit with the church, because the fact that we didn't really attempt to mm-hmm. make disciples in the church politically, mm-hmm. uh, we were unable then later, I mean, we're like the family, so we're not gonna talk about politics in our right. family, that's how our church right. did it, right? And then when it came up and we found ourselves unable to talk about it because we didn't figure out on the front end how to talk about it, mm-hmm. the same is true uh, with your family. Mm-hmm. And figuring out how to bring it up, how to talk about it now will hopefully bear good fruit later. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what you're really trying to get at, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, there's two exam- little stories I have, one funny, I think, and the other a little bit more serious. Uh, where I have realized, oh, I am politically discipling my kids, whether whether intentionally or not. And the first one, um, if you guys re- recall, the, the riveting, the fantastic podcast episode entertaining. we had. <laughs> entertaining. Entertaining uh, podcast episode we have uh, had about me watching C-SPAN uh, during the most... Re- <laughs> during the most recent uh, House Speaker election. I'm just going to keep going. I don't care. Um I, I was watching that and I would pull up C-SPAN from time to time. And whenever I did, they almost invariably, because they had like 17 votes for speaker and it, it failed over and over and over again. Invariably, whenever I would pull up C-SPAN, uh, the the house clerk would be counting the yays and the nays. And then the, she always had the same summary and she had just basically there's a script and you have to say it over and over and over again. And it would always end with, um, with the yays and the, uh, the I's, nays, and the yays, whatever, um, the speaker has not been elected. And, and there would just be this refrain. So whenever I would open my computer and pull up C-SPAN, it would be, the speaker has not been elected. So now, every once in a while, my kids will just kind of run around the house <laughs> and chant, the speaker has not been elected. <laughs> oh, dear. That's a sign you watch way too much TV. Or, right? or uh, kids grab onto things far more quickly than you realize. Don't uh, let that surprise you. Yes. So that so that was one, and it it was a reminder. Hey, what you're watching and what you're investing your time in 
Um, cause I, I wasn't away from my family out and they're involved and they're sitting mm-hmm. next to me and whatever. Um, they're, they're seeing it. And w- what are you using your time for? What are you in- involved in? How are you, um, soaking in the political landscape or whatever? I'm sure that football is much safer. If you just like watch football with your kids and <laughs> we could have a different episode. That's different. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. So, so that's the funny one. Um, the other one is just thinking about the pandemic and, Often uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic, um, especially when we were kind of stuck in the house and what do right. we do? And we were expecting a, a third kid at that point. So we were kind of very stuck in the house, like don't, don't venture out. Um, and the, my oldest specifically would ask, well, why are we doing this? Or why did we not go over there? Or why are we, um, event- eventually it was, why are we wearing masks? And it started with, well, because people are sick. And that was kind of the answer. Mm. And eventually that answer wasn't really sufficient because um, people, weren't sick, or, people yeah. weren't sick and and we were continuing wearing masks. And so that ch- it changed to, well, this is what the governor has told us we're going to do. And it was a constant modeling. Um, how, we're going to submit. We're going to submit to this authority, um, not necessarily because we like the thing that the governor wants us to do, but this is what we're supposed to do uh, Mm because of Romans 13, because God tells us to submit to our authorities. And this is one of our authorities. And this is the thing she wants us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I was coming up uh, to multiple opportunities throughout the pandemic where it's, I can, I can gripe in this moment and then my kids see me gripe, or I can use this Mm -hmm. as a means of saying, Hey, we're going to walk this way. And here's why we're going to walk this way. And it was a, just a constant, and so either way, mm-hmm. you're making disciples of your kids. Right. And it's just a matter of uh, are you going to have good biblical underpinnings to mm-hmm. your teaching or not? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So those are two examples um, mm-hmm. where I've been reminded, hey, you are discipling your kids politically. <laughs> and, and for me, that's a, um, a challenge and a reminder. Let's do this well. <laughs> Let's not do this poorly. Um, so I have a few things that I've kind of written down that I want to be remembering uh, as I'm trying to disciple my kids, and frankly, as I'm trying to disciple myself too, and and mm-hmm. be discipled by other people. These these aren't for kids six and under. These are really for anybody. Um, can, can I say something before yeah. you uh, get going with the list? Because I think that there is. Um, a pretty important thing that really doesn't have to do with politics, but has to do with parenting. Mm-hmm. In other words, if your kids can talk to you, then they can talk to you about politics. If mm-hmm. your kids can't talk to you, they're not going to talk to you about politics, no matter what's on your list. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that uh, I have learned the hard way sometimes that I have learned in watching other families and experiencing things um, is that if, if the relationship isn't there outside of politics, mm. outside of uh, other things, if they don't want to talk to you about things going on in their life, then the political things going on in their life are going to fall in that bucket and they're not going to talk to you about that either. Right. And so there has to be this, this backdrop of, uh, empathy and listening and being interested in their things and all mm-hmm. the things that go into being a dad apart from being a political dad mm-hmm. that, uh, well, not apart from, but bef- underneath and before right. you're a political dad. So I guess I want to get that in, kind of shoehorn that in first because 
if if you can talk to your kids about other things and they don't feel embarrassed or ashamed or like you're going to judge them or be superior to them or any of the things that kids always mm-hmm. stress out about with their parents, you know, mm-hmm. um, then you've got a much bigger chance than these things that you're about to list, right. I think, can come into play. But I do think that it's really possible to have this list and say, yeah, we got the TV on the right channel and blah, 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 mm-hmm. all the things. And kids just really prefer to not be around mom or dad. You right. know? So anyway, be the kind of parent, I think, uh, that uh, your kids want to talk to about girls and bugs and mm-hmm. um, math and all the, you know, everything. If you're that kind of dad, this will come more naturally then. Right. So That's a great word. That's just my thought. And would fit in the context of just discipling in general as well. Be, be the... Yeah, be a disciple-making dad, yeah. period. Then part of that's That your kids be, want to talk to. <laughs> part of that's going to be a political because that's part of discipleship. Right, right definitely. Okay. That's helpful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I have on my list is just remind them that Jesus is the king and over and over and over and over and over and over. And we've talked about this in the podcast many times and mm-hmm. just the um, the comprehensive nature of what that means. That's it's not just a spiritual kingdom. It's uh, Jesus is going to be a physical king that reigns over a new heaven and new earth. And our hope is attached to that um, idea. And we're, we're trying to, and again, I don't, I don't think I'm a pro at any of this. I'm, I'm trying to learn and, and figure it out. But we, as a family, we're always trying to figure out at dinner, how, how can we emphasize Jesus as king at dinner? So we're, we'll pray and then and toast to the king or, or raise our glasses to the king or something. So it's in their minds, and they're having to repeat words that say, Jesus is the king. Like, who's the king? And they're, they're, they'll tell you Jesus, because we say it all the time. Um, and if you... If you think about just the nature of kingship, that's that's inherently political. So if I'm talking about Jesus as king every day, and then we talk about the politics of America or Oregon or West Lynn, um, there's going to be, uh, I think, good tension there. Well, I know the king. How does this fit there? Now I have to talk about these things and figure out how they how they go together. Whereas if politics is just this thing over here that we don't engage all the time, okay, now that that's something different. But it's in the context of of belonging to a king. So that's that's one I think is worth, and I think it's worth reminding myself as well, not well, just my kids. I, li- I like the fact that you have little things, not big things, but little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just on a different note altogether, I was listening to a Mental Performance Mastery uh, <laughs> podcast. There you go. How's that? And um, one of their things was you just got to have little little things like that that you mm-hmm. that that help you reset your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jesus is King or Toast to the King or mm-hmm. those sorts of things are really good, really right. good. So the little the little things that will stick with them. Mm-hmm. So great. And I think it's worth emphasizing again, like sticks with me too, because mm-hmm. you're getting through your hard day or whatever, and then you get to dinner and. And someone's ra- some kids already raising their glass. You're like, what do you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, we cheers to the king. Of course we cheers to the king. Because mm-hmm. I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that Jesus is king in yeah. this little moment. So um, sometimes your kids disciple you. Uh, so the next one, teach them that their tribe is the church and their hope is in the kingdom of God. Again, that's the point of this podcast, really. We want people uh, to identify their tribe as the church and their hope in the kingdom of God. And we want I want my little boys to to think that way as well, not... 
my tribe is whatever political party I happen to belong to or whatever one my parents like and raised me to enjoy. Um, but the, the, the group we identify with, the people we, um, we belong to is the church. And where is our hope? Where are we longing for? That's the kingdom of God. And I think even the way my kids will, like life group has a special little place in their, in their minds. And if, oh, is this life group day? Like, yeah, it's, it's life group day. It's not, it's not campaign day. It's not um, door knocking. There was a fair minute about a, a fair bit of door knocking when we were on a campaign, but um, I, I'm, I'm hoping to help them think about the people they belong to as the church and not a different category of thing. And again, that would, that would tie back to the King because we're talking about the kingdom of God. So there's a, there's a political discipleship in that as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that made me think about is I think that there are, and this is a reason a lot of you know, grown-up families can't talk about things, is because there is this inbred fear. Rather than reminding them, you, you belong and you have hope, there is this constant refrain in the minds, particularly of parents, that, mm. oh, it's going to be terrible for you kids. Oh, the next generation, what kind of, you know, what kind of world am I leaving? Blah, 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 blah. All the, all the bad things that, that parents express fear. When parents express fear... Mm. political fear or otherwise, the kids will pick up on that for sure. And so when you're reminding them that they're, they should be hopeful because of King Jesus, mm. I think that's the right thing. So That's good. And, and, and I like that warning about fear. I've talked with plenty of people my age or around my age thinking or, or saying explicitly like, oh, I don't know if I could bring kids into this place. Like bring, I don't, I don't know if I want to have kids because look at everything. And there, there's just an automatic fear to it. And I've, I don't want to say I've never been fearful, but um, I, that's not my initial posture to a well, lot of these well, things. Some of that is, I don't know how, what kind of conversations you had with your parents, but they probably get some of that from their parents. Oh, sure. That their parents have been sort of discipled to be mm-hmm. afraid that the world and the culture are against us. Mm-hmm. And so when the world and culture are against us, we should be afraid. And I'm not sure that you want to bring kids into a world mm-hmm. where they're against you like that. Yeah. And so. if there's fear all around, and that's that's you're being discipled to fear, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're not. That's good. In general, in general, um, the next one I have is, is show your kids how to pray for your leaders. So again, we've talked about this for ourselves many, many times on the podcast. But um, I'm just picturing if you're going to teach them how to pray, and and definitely during the pandemic, there was reason to around the dinner table. You s- say. Um, I'm going to pray for the the people that are making decisions about what we do next in the pandemic or what we do. Um, and not just, I, uh, I pray that the people that I don't like don't, don't get to do anything anymore, but it's, it's more um, pray that the leaders would uh, live and, and lead and decide in such a way that we can live quiet and godly lives. Um, and modeling that that's modeling. And I'm going to pray and the kids can see me do that. And then also teaching them how to pray, pray for these people, pray for, um, I think I remember even praying in the campaign uh, just for not not my enemy, my opponent um, in the in the struggle of ideas. Um, but it, there wasn't a oh that that that, that there's animosity over there. No, it wasn't that way at all. And I think we had a good a good posture. And then I think teaching them to pray for those leaders as well is. And I remember doing that at the end of the campaign. Um, mm-hmm. I prayed prayed for the um, prayed for a representative now that. Uh, beat me, but made a point to at the end of the campaign in in that party that we had, 
like, oh, I'm going to pray for them because I want people to know this is, this is an appropriate action that we should have. And my kids are sitting there watching. So, And you're still not powerless. Right. That's the other thing, yeah. Right. Um, the next one is just model how to submit. And I've kind of already referred to it in the, um, in the story about the pandemic and, and some of those scenarios. But even just how do you drive your car and how do you um, – We've been struggling through getting our cars through DEQ and all the DMV stuff and all those painful scenarios, but the kids are probably in the car with us and how are we going to do this and why are we doing this and um, answering those questions, like why are we in line behind all these other cars and giving paperwork? Um, and one, I could do that with griping. Well, the DMV is the worst place, rah, rah, rah. Or these are, these are some of the rules of the road and they've been set up in a way um, to keep people safe and Sometimes we don't like them, but we're going to submit to them, and, and that's why we're doing some of these things. That is, um, I mean, my, my first thought was you should make sure to get pulled over sometimes so your kids can see how you deal with that. But then my next thought was make sure to get pulled over. <laughs> what kind of sentence is that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you can drive a little too fast and get pulled over. And the I kids pretty can much see. can't in my Jeep, just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, and the Lord is helping you, but but then I thought seriously about you know the um, uh, our black brothers and sisters who do have to have this kind of conversation mm. with their children about how to handle those kinds of confrontations, mm. and um, and the, the stakes are much higher for them. So anyway, I was just first going to make a joke about it, and then I realized that for some people it's pretty serious, mm -hmm. and so. Um, yeah, modeling how to submit is, um, and instructing how to submit. Mm -hmm. What does submission even look like mm -hmm. is really helpful in, in really every situation. So good. It's good you're doing that. We're working on it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just well, reticent to say, yeah. You got it. Well, the, th the thing is, I mean, and this is for your boys as much as it's for any kid, really, is they got to learn to submit to you before they learn to submit to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so you know, the fact that, you know, dad means what he says and that this is not a negotiation or mm. whatever kinds of things that you're going to do with them, they're going to learn to submit to other people by mm -hmm. the way that they learn to submit to you. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's the other training that you have. Right. There. The other one uh, on the list that I have is model loving your neighbors. Uh, that should be really a given. That's just a, a given of discipleship, but so much of politics is is how we come together is how we organize ourselves and um wield power for the common good that's kind of what politics is and those people in the ourselves are our neighbors so how how am i going to interact with um how am i going to interact with the person across the street or the person that knocks on the door or um, the person that uh, may be the opponent in a campaign or someone on another side of an issue that i don't agree with i have Love your neighbors, even your enemies. If, if you uh, think, oh, I need to label these people as enemies, we're still supposed to love them as well. So that doesn't, that doesn't get you out of the loving thing. And there's plenty of opportunities, especially when you disagree with people, to, um, to model and show, hey, I, I need to love my neighbors. I need to engage them in a different way than would be the default that we're seeing in other political spheres. Well, uh, when you're talking about loving your neighbors, I hear you say, the person down the street need to have them over for coffee or dinner or whatever. That's mm -hmm. not what you're talking about. You're talking about 
loving other people, even those who are politicians, Mm -hmm. not necessarily your enemies. And the reason I say this is because of the way Mm -hmm. that, you know, many Christians talk about the president Mm -hmm. or the way that they'll talk about, and see, we'll talk about that at at home in in a less guarded way. Sure, yep. In a more transparent way where, where it's at home when we begin to, chirp about you know this like we understand like we know for sure what their motives are and their motive mm-hmm. this right. happened all time pandemic right sure that they're you know they're doing this to control us blah 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 all those things that you know if if they <laughs> i mean i just have a hard time believing that there it was that not just that anybody could be diabolical but that the whole system could be rigged in mm-hmm. such a grand organized way as right. i heard over and over and i know that those conversations happened in families and mm-hmm. so that's that's what you mean mm-hmm. right is, yeah. is watch your tongue about the the people that you know maybe causing you uh, frustration mm-hmm. how do you then express that in your family so that right. your kids recognize Yes, I'm still doing what Jesus says, loving my neighbors mm-hmm. and loving my enemies and praying for my enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, yeah. and anyway. I think you can make explicit not just not just making sure you're not unguarded, but um, verbal externally verbalizing those things you just described. Uh, I I can't remember how many times I had the conversation about, oh, the governor's doing this. She she's so evil. Well, m- maybe not. Maybe she's scared and she. She doesn't know um, how to make a decision and just wants to take away all the possibilities because she's just scared or fearful or whatever. And and having to say those things out loud, one, I, g- I give the benefit of a doubt and I'm describing, but also I'm I'm working through. Hey, think about think about these other things that may not be obvious um, because we don't know how someone's thinking. We don't know how um, how someone came to the decisions they came to. And if I just sit at the dinner table in, in my most unguarded way and just complain, I'm going to disciple, here's how you complain. But if I can disciple, here's how you love someone you disagree with um, and uh, think through what they may be thinking and then respond with prayer or with uh, compassion or, um, I can't think of the other adjective I was trying to work up, but uh, th- you're modeling something different than, I disagree with this person so I can talk this way about them, which is going to be the default model if you don't well that, that's a disciple making move also mm-hmm. you know and uh, that's a, again one of the reasons that people can't talk about it is because they get you know they they begin to talk about it as in the same way that their polarized um, inputs talk mm-hmm. about it so if you have polarized tv or polarized radio or you know all of the things that you get that say the enemy is out there and happens to be your president or your mm-hmm. you know congressman or whatever you're and you start to you talk about it your kids are going to pick up on yeah where um, the way christians do this is we label other people as our enemies mm-hmm. and then we we talk badly about them and right nobody says that right that's not you know, but it's, it's caught not, it's not okay to say but that is taught it is caught yes yeah well, and speaking of other disciple-making tools, uh, consider how you intake your news. Uh, there's plenty of either TV shows or um, radio shows or just the classic talk radio, AM, 
political talk radio type stuff that disciple you to be negative in that way, to label people and call them a bunch of dummies. And it's okay because we disagree with them. So I can talk about them that way. And if you're, and again, I'm thinking about my little C-SPAN episode. I I had C-SPAN on for not very long in a one day or so period. Um, And my kids were chanting, chanting the most common phrase that was on that little, little show. And you're lucky that that was the common <laughs> phrase, even as weird as it is, right? <laughs> because it could have been something else they were chanting. Right. Well, and I remember um, hearing uh, kind of the AM radio type stuff growing up, and um, or or maybe you walk into a room and, oh, this, this, this TV is always on this channel all day long. And so however these people talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. you're being discipled as an adult or as a kid. It doesn't matter. You're being discipled in how to talk about your opponents, how to talk about ideas, how to talk about um, t- how to talk with each other. And this is, I'm not exactly saying what to do, but I'm more saying think about what you're doing and you're, you're, uh, you have a sponge next to you and they're going to soak it all up, whatever it is. Um, so make sure it's helpful. <laughs> make sure it's worth soaking up. So I'm ha- I'm having just this little war in myself whether I should tell I, the I can story see. or not. <laughs> like <laughs> about the <clears throat> I and I probably should not. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was going to tell you the story, this is what I'd say. <laughs> um, so you're talking about little kids soaking stuff up, right? Mm-hmm. So my wife tells the story, and I don't have her permission for this. So anyway, uh, hopefully this will be the worst part of it right here. But uh, she tells a story of being being a little girl and her and her friends chanting, Nixon, Nixon, he's our man. <laughs> Throw McGovern in a can. There you go. And I just, I laugh when I hear her say that, but where did she get that? I mean, she couldn't even vote. I mean, she's just a little girl. Right. And so here is some, um, she's watched some news, they're having a rally or something, and she picked it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to this day, she still remembers it. So, yeah, please do be careful what you're watching and talking about at home. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I just, I also wrote on here, are you a doom scroller? Are you just scrolling through your social media feeds and just, being given reasons to be fearful or being given reasons to think, oh, the end is near and everything's falling apart. Um, one, just don't engage that stuff. <laughs> don't do that. And then also realize you have someone sitting there next to you or, or observing you from a distance going, that's apparently what we're supposed to do is, is sit on our phone and scroll, um, scroll through whatever and apparently be bummed out about it because uh, that's probably what the response will be for you. So be aware. What, what are you intaking? How are you intaking it? Um, cause you got, you got someone soaking it in next to you. So the last one I have on here is just teach your kid to think about justice and righteousness. If you're reading through scripture, um, and I'm reminded of, uh, when we had Will Lathrop on talking about biblical justice, you can read through and, and how does God describe justice? And I'm, I'm pretty confident the way God describes justice is probably a little bit different than either the left or the right describes justice in our current political, um, political fighting and we want i want my kids to know what biblical justice is about and then desire how to apply that 
and then work through um, if if your kids learn, hey, this is what justice is. This is what the God of the Bible, the one who's merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and mercy. This is what he's all about. And what policy or what thing can we do in this world to further that? Um, which is a little bit different conversation than do we sit on the right or do we sit on the left? Because um, depending on what what particular thing, um, what particular avenue of justice you're trying to accomplish, it may be too left for the right and too right for the left, and doesn't really matter because we're just we're pursuing this particular end, not um, the furthering of a particular agenda or a particular party. Um, and I want my kids to know about the just king and what he wants to do in the world. And some of that could be as simple as uh, you're, we're, I, I remember this many times. We're driving down the street, and one of the boys asked, "Why do those people live in tents?" Mm-hmm. Um, and rather than talk about, well, there's this policy and this policy and this person didn't do the right thing, whatever. Um, my wife took the boys to uh, our uh, father's heart and they hung out and were, I can't remember if they got to like serve food, but at least be there and, and help and serve. And mm-hmm. they were pursuing a bit of justice there and loving their neighbor and not just, well, let me tell you about the left side of this and the right side of this. Um, they were engaging and, and learning by action God's heart about those things. And there's a, I'm sure there's a place to start in the Bible and try and teach justice and righteousness. A lot of that is learned the other direction, mm-hmm. like you just described, mm-hmm. when you're, you know, driving around or when you're seeing a person or talking about uh, really things that you see, getting to know maybe somebody who is an immigrant or who is mm-hmm. struggling with what it means to make it in this country and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You're going to have a whole different perspective on immigration than you will if you start from the news or start from the Bible or just what's it like in real life. Mm -hmm. And I think that God does really care uh, about those things. And so to ask the question, what does God care about as you observe life is a great place to, Mm. to start. I'm glad that Leslie did that. Yeah. Which is exactly really how disciples are supposed to happen. I, um, I, I, my favorite, shall I say, parenting verse is, from Deuteronomy chapter six, and it's uh, it says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today are to be on your heart. You shall teach them gil- diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and uh, they shall be frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your home." And on your gates, and so your, you know, the context of discipleship here to teach to your children is walking, sitting, lying down, rising mm-hmm. up, going in and out the door. That's where you're going to do this, and really because, and and the great thing about discipling kids politically like this is that's where politics happens too. Mm-hmm. Discipleship happens the same place, and so being able to talk about. Um, you know, what the king would want in this situation is uh, is really a question you can probably ask all the time. Yeah. And again, good to ask for yourself as well. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And, and just a reminder, as we kind of wrap this up, why, why are we even talking about this here? One, your kids are watching you. And because they are watching you, um, they're going to be politically discipled. And so ponder 
how am I politically discipling them now? It may be an avoidance thing, so they're going to be discipled in a poor way because you're just avoiding it. Um, but or you can it may just be an actually negative way. You're you're going in a direction that is not the way of the king. It's the way of something else. Um, not the way of the wisdom, the way of folly. Um, and and realize that they're they're going to be politically discipled. Which way are you going? You're the one. You're the one. You're the prime discipler of them politically. So it's worth a question. Well, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else, I think that's enough. All right. Well, friends, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review would go a long way to getting this to other people. And share it with a friend. If you have questions, send them to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. And we look forward to the next conversation. <laughs>